Family-owned and operated, Toys and Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand-new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and part centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls welcome 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 to another episode of the all aboard eau claire express podcast first things first big thanks to everybody for subscribing and following the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms whether it's apple or spotify just a reminder to uh, give it some positive reviews and ratings like which some of you have already done but that way other express fans can find the podcast we're getting closer we got uh, as we're recording this t- today february 14th pitchers and catchers reporting uh for some uh for spring training and such i know timelines are different with world baseball classic and such kind of going on so perfect timing to talk to uh mr eau claire baseball dale varsho how you doing bud good I'm to see good. you i'm good yeah getting getting the itch here a little bit i mean i know the warmer temperatures may be kind of flirting with everybody but yeah, as i like to say it's wisconsin so we're probably due for another snowstorm yeah you know right i think the snow is coming in actually in a couple of days but yeah. rain today and all day tomorrow and um so hopefully i'll melt a little bit of snow but yeah um yeah it's it's getting close I think it is it's getting exciting i i've been seeing on the uh, social medias you're starting to get some players committing to to the team yeah you know last year was so much fun of um running a lot mm-hmm. um really like the aspect of just running i mean we had you know caden schwabi was our leading stolen base leader in the northwoods league last year and it's just fun it, it's exciting for the the fans to see guys that can run and mm-hmm. this year's no different we got some kids that can really run yeah so um um, hopefully they can steal some bases. Exactly. Got a few I saw from Hawaii coming over here. It's a good thing they don't come here when it's like this weather because, <laughs> you know, I don't know if they'd want to come there. Well, that one's point. from Chicago, so he's pretty much used to it, and he's a returner, Corey Ronan, a pitcher. But uh, overall, yeah, they I don't think they would like the weather like no. right now. But, uh, you know, something that we've kind of talked about over the years since we've gotten to know each other a little bit, you know, you've developed these relationships with, with college coaches, and it seems like a lot of them, too, have come from from the West Coast. Is that by design or just pure hackam, uh, happenstance? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where the coaches reach out to me that I know pretty well that mm-hmm. uh, um, have always given me really good players. Not only players, but usually pretty good people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, getting host families and getting them in their houses and, and not be turds, I yep. mean, that's kind of what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always going to find it. You're always going to have it, but um, try to minimize it as much as possible. And um, so the players and the coaches that, that have always sent me players, I always go back to, especially if they sent me good players, good mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Uh, one thing before we kind of get into, you know, maybe looking ahead to this season, you know, last year, the one thing I always described with your team just watching, it just seemed like a fun bunch of guys, like a fun-loving group. Where you had A lot of personalities on that team. It looked like when they were at the ballpark, they were just having fun every yeah, single night. That, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, our goal is to have a smile on your face, um, enjoy the game that you love, and it's not college, right? They're mm-hmm. all in college, but I don't want the grind for college baseball of, of you having to do great things all the time. We're here to develop. We're here to get better. We're here to get stronger before they have to go back to school. And and in the meantime, let's have some fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, you know, kind of developing that. I think one big thing you know, we talked about in the last episode, but with you here now is the pitch clock, which I think is still kind of 
I think everybody doesn't know what to expect, you know, for, from this at, at, at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly in the college world if it's um, – I think it's there, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's really watched over. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Northwoods League and Major League Baseball, I mean, it's going to be there on both the home plate area and center field. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what we're going to do with time. Like Major League Baseball, I think it's 18 and 15 seconds between pitches if guys on base or not on base. and. I'm not sure what our time is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the minor leagues doesn't. It's it's not the same as Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure exactly where we're going to head with this, but uh, it's exciting to get the game moving and yeah. and you know get it rolling. So it's great for the hitters too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hitters that get in the box and sit there and sit there and wait for the pitch to come. Now they can't. You know, the pitcher has to throw it. Right. So. It's going to make the game really exciting. Yeah. So is that something? Because, I mean, when these players come in, I mean, you know, May, a couple days, you already got a game. You know, guys are still coming in. But are a lot of these players already kind of used to the pitch clock at, at that college level a little bit? Or is that something that you're going to have to kind of maybe hit the ground running a little bit? I think it's – I think they have it. I just don't know how enforced it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more of a, a general direction. I don't even know what the penalties are for us really yet. Um, so it's kind of uh, – hit and miss of trying to figure things out for right. the first couple of weeks I think of the season and then kind of implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's when do you turn the clock on, when do you turn it off, when the pitcher gets the ball. You, I mean, there's a, so many scenarios. I mean, like in Major League Baseball, I think when the player scores a run and hits home plate, the clock starts. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's some stuff going on there like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's that gets to be pretty quick. Right. Um, I don't know if we have those kind of rules. I'm hoping the rules are really simple of when the pitcher gets the ball. Yeah. Um, and then when he throws over and throows it back, he starts the clock again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have the rule of Major League Baseball of only two pickoffs per batter okay. at first base or whatever base you're going to pick off at. Yeah. Um, so there's there's some things worked out in Major League Baseball that is um, going to be adventurous this year. Yeah, you mentioned that with, you know, I can already imagine, say, it's like a game-tying run and, you know, a little celebration, but if that clock's already starting, right. no high fives, you got to get up there in that box exactly. right away. Exactly, and I think, in, I could be wrong, but I think there's eight seconds for the player to get in the batter's box from, okay. like, the on-deck circle. Man, don't, so, I mean, no uh, slow walk-off music no, or walk-up music. No, to, and I, I told you earlier, it's like, this is really going to help Dalton, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Going to Toronto and and knowing that he doesn't have to sit in the batter's box for a long time. I remember last year, last series with Woodruff pitching for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Woodruff just let him sit there. Um, this will really help the hitters that want to hit. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to kind of ask you because you hear different philosophies a little bit. Whether does it affect the pitcher more? Does it affect the hitter more? Is it kind of dependent on the person? Because you know, I think if you ask like. For for example, Brewers fans, they think of Ryan Braun, who took forever. You forever. know, yep. adjusting the gloves, taking a deep breath, and over there. So if it, you know, now that we have that, a hitter like that that's so used to that routine, right? That's I have to imagine taking a lot of adjustment for a player like that. To well, you're right. I, I never really thought about that, but you're right. Um, they always have to go their routine of, um, you know, of superstitious of how baseball yeah. players are. Yep. You know, so that would be interesting of how they're going to do it with that kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um, the young players, I think, are so used to it in the minor leagues yeah. that they want to get in there and hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to really help out the young generation. And I know MLB.com the other day said something about everyone in the minor leagues already has this system in place. Mm-hmm. So there's no secret. It's the older ones that have to figure it out, even the pitching side versus the hitting side of the veterans. So, yeah. Um, but every young player is already going to already know what's going on. Do you think it's more of a benefit for uh, a pitcher to kind of speed up? We've seen like the Brent Suiters who are really quick in and out, you know, going in there. Do you think, you know, that's – is it – maybe the better question is, is it 
easier for those established pitchers to pick up their routine as opposed to batters? You know, I think it's going to be both. Um, I think the hitters are going to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that when they know where the ball's coming, mm-hmm. that's number one, yeah. right? So yeah. um, I never looked at it that way, but yeah, you're right because so, they can see that clock coming, right? So, yeah. so they kind of know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to you know pitchers, they just have to work faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the whole key of just trying to speed up the game and and get them out of there in three hours in Major League Baseball rather than three and a half, four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've already changed so many rules of just even the you know the extra inning rule. Right. And second base, you yep. know, they didn't do it in the playoffs, but you know what, they did it throughout the year, and that's so smart. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the same rule of, you know, guy on second base, nobody out, and mm-hmm. and try to save pitching. I mean, we don't have the luxury of major league baseball or minor league baseball of grabbing pitchers from the lower leagues to bring up. Right. Um, this is who we have, so yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, just mm-hmm. to um, move the game along. And I know uh, in our previous one, we were talking with uh, Sammy. A little bit, we were throwing out the shifts, and since we're talking about baseball, we were talking a little bit off the air. As you mentioned, nobody really ba- does the shift in, yeah. in the Northwoods League anyway. Yeah, so. college, um, Northwoods League, minor league baseball, there really are no shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, not like the crazy, you, you know, I imagine like slow playing softball, short. everybody's like, hook, and everybody right. moves over to the right, right side there. It's like Machado's not going to play short right field. Right. You know, it's... The third baseman's not going to move all the way over. Mm-hmm. You, I think you need two people on both sides of the base. Yep. So there might be one right over the top of the base, but it's these, it's not all the way over. Right. Um, and that's going to help out the longevity of baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were no shifts 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. There were no shifts when Tony Gwynn won all those batting titles. Yeah. So the rollovers come into play, right? Yep. Um, rollovers are part of the game for as long as you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. So... With the shift, and, and you know, I feel bad for Cole Calhoun because Cole had the shift his whole career mm-hmm. where he probably could have hit a lot higher without any shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing with no shifts is we might have to come back to a little bit of normalcy of, of knowing that a 300 hitter is important these days mm-hmm. rather than a 240 hitter hitting. But the exit velocity bombs. is, right. you know. Yeah, you know. The, the stats are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think it'll just really enhance the, the game of baseball. Yeah, so it sounds like you're in favor of banning. You know, I know that was a hotly debated topic a couple of years ago. And, I, I am, just of the yeah. history. Yep, and and I agree with you, too. Yeah. Like, at first, it's like, you know, because you, you hear the people say, well, just learn to hit the other way, but there's more to it than that, there's isn't it? a lot it? more to it, especially yeah. guys throwing 97 compared to yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and they're switching in and out pitchers all the time, right. too. Right, I mean, 20 years ago, we didn't have guys throwing 97 consistently. Mm-hmm. Now it's... I think there's one organization that has 30 players, 30 pitchers in their organization that throw 97 or plus. So, I mean, there's, it's a different game. There's no question, but Mm -hmm. you're making it really, really difficult. Not only are they throwing a lot harder, but now you're banning stuff. Yeah. Um, So, I I just think it's a really wise decision Mm -hmm. of of doing these things um, to make it more of a genuine thing of looking at stats overall, the whole. Hundred years of baseball, rather than the last. Five. Could you see a scenario like with the banning of the shift that maybe some teams get back to maybe smaller ball? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, no one bunts anymore. Right. Um, no one does things, so you know, it's hard to tell. You know, mm-hmm. it might open up a lot more things of not bunting even less because of the rollovers. Right. You know, so I, I guess it all depends. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm always a big opponent of. Um, you know, small ball, bunting over. Mm-hmm. But you know what they say, you bunt the guy over, then he dies at second base and doesn't even get to third. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things like, 
you know, what you have to figure out who's coming up, right? who's struggling, you know, where you can bunt a, a run over maybe rather than mm-hmm. trying to let him hit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's just a, a lot of scenarios. Yeah. Cause like, I, you know, I know some people will say, well, if you, you know, maybe it's lesser because, you know, you don't have an open field, but like for me, and you can tell me if I'm completely off on this cause you're smarter than me <laughs> at this, you know, I'm thinking, okay, guy bunts. Then you got like a lefty where okay they can't move everybody over there again so now you you can run that guy to second try to steal and then you know maybe right. he opens up the average I don't know but that's well you know that's the thing I mean guy on first base with a left hand hitter left hand hitters love that open side to the right side of you mm-hmm. know the guy in second's gonna have to run over to first to to take first or stay in double play depth right where a rollover comes into play mm-hmm. so I mean there's just a lot of scenarios that. You know, it all depends on the hitter and the manager of what he what he really wants to do. But right. nobody really wants to give up outs as a sacrifice bunt. Mm-hmm. You know, now with all DH, no pitchers, yeah. you know, hitting, you know, there isn't a whole lot of bunting. Yeah. You just don't want to sacrifice an out mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, Northwoods League, I know uh, just a few weeks ago they had some meetings and, and such, but I got to ask you, um, kind of a joke, but maybe not. If there ever, would you ever don a tots? Because you got a new team coming in, the mine on <laughs> I, <doubt> <laughs> I completely doubt it. Um, it'll be an interesting scenario going up there for the first time. It's always fun having a, a new franchise in the league, but mm-hmm. you know, same ownership of Bismarck and Bismarck's really doing well with um, with having fans there. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't think anything different there. Yeah, I uh, just uh, maybe we got to do a night where we have a different team name for the yeah. Express. You know, well, something fun. I'll bring right? a hat back for you for the Todds for you. Yeah, that'd be cool right there. <laughs> <laughs> you see minor league baseball with all these weird True. names and logos yeah. and all that stuff, and it's yeah. like, where do they come up with some of that yeah. stuff? It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think you know, it's also to maybe get some fans, you know, buying Absolutely. into it a little bit there too. Like, yeah, I don't know what um, the Minot. I think had an independent team maybe there. Mm-hmm. So every time you take over for an independent team, you got a little work to do. Right. Um, either they're not successful at the time where they're at, and mm-hmm. and you know financially they're probably not set. But the Bismarck Larks really know what they're doing, so mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they'll make it a great franchise. So, because um, there's one another team coming in Hudson at some point, isn't it? Hudson is um, still in the docket. I'm not really sure when. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when COVID hit, they were going to do it right before COVID, and then all of a sudden. You know, it's it's backlogged right. all these times. We go through Hudson all the time, going to River Falls to see Avery play at River Falls, and we don't ever see really anything digging or mm-hmm. building a stadium. So right. um, I know it's supposed to be like at the old dog track in Hudson, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't look like it's breaking Damn. ground. So I'm not really sure exactly where we're sitting with that one, but uh, mm-hmm. that'd be exciting for us because it's such a close opponent. I was going to say, would that help your travel? Because, I mean, you are one of the teams that still travel quite a bit yeah we travel a lot a lot um one thing i don't really enjoy but um something that has to be done in our league right now hopefully we mm-hmm. get bigger and better and have three divisions where we're just sitting in the middle rather than traveling everywhere right but, uh right now it's the bus bills throughout the league is not the greatest thing right because i mean you guys don't go to like wausau or rapids or right. anything like that we go so. to thunder bay canada and mm-hmm. um south dakota and or North Dakota and yeah, and do a lot of things. I mean, it's kind of like Bull Durham. I keep feeling like with all those bus trips. For yeah, you guys, the better thing is to... we're not better bus than <laughs> Bull Durham or uh, what's the old ice one, um, the hockey one, slap shot. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yep. where they look at make it look mean. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we're or Major League with the first airplane that exactly. I think that was ever invented that they exactly. used to. So no, that. we're in a 
pretty nice bus. So, uh, you know, I was talking with Sammy, too, last uh, time, and we were talking about you a little bit. Um, you know, career milestones, man. You know, you're getting close to 600, right? You know, 600 uh, wins. But she I said, guess. she said too, he will be the first to remind you that you have the most losses, though, too. Absolutely. That <laughs> you didn't even miss the, you know. Absolutely. Uh, is, do you do you look at that, or do you just say that's just a reminder how old I am? Um, it's a reminder of how long I've been in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's it's one of those things where I just love with the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna find some teams and. And we've gone through it where we've had some mediocre teams. But, you know, for us, it's all about just why they're here, mm-hmm. um, trying to get them better. It's really helpful that I have the Baseball Academy because we get so much work done there mm-hmm. that we know what we can do better. I mean, we have all the analytics. We have hitting like you wouldn't believe. So instead of a normal game day that we're hitting on the field, maybe one player gets 15 swings in, they're getting probably 50 swings over there. Mm-hmm before a game so that helps us enormously so another thing for for me of knowing that we're doing the right things to make them better Mm -hmm. um and ask questions i mean we're we don't know have all the answers all i know is that if they come to us we'll have a pretty good idea of how to get better Mm -hmm. um but they all come from different um coaching philosophies right so our big thing is we shut up until they ask um you can go you can struggle you can do whatever you want but we're not going to help you unless you ask. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's been our motto since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to do other things, but it hasn't worked out, especially when they have to go back to the school. Oh, yeah. So if they have a hitting philosophy that's just not very good and it's not being successful here, we really just can't change it mm-hmm. because they have to go back and do the same thing when they get back. Right. So um, those are the, the touchy parts and the, the tough subjects that we have to get through and mm-hmm. and try to make them at least understand because it's all about verbiage too. They might be hearing something that they really don't hear right mm-hmm. that we have to just say, hey, but I think he means this. Mm-hmm. So um, those things are always something that's really hard for Vic and I to try to experience um, with these kids going through for the last 20 years of trying to figure out, okay, w- what's your goal here? What do you want to accomplish here? Right. So it, it's been a, it's been tough. You, you mentioned Vic; he's he's coming back again for for you this year. I think you've always said, "Does if you're doing it, he's got to do yeah, it." Yeah, right? pretty yeah. much. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> like the goal of of Vic has always been there. Vic is so loyal. Um, he's been fun around, fun to be around. Um, we're like that couple that's just always with the summer. But he's mm-hmm. a very genuine person and and a great person to be around. And the pitchers love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was gonna. You don't let Faunus help out all over there, do you? What's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know he's gonna listen, so he's gonna give me a hard time now too. So. Uh, <laughs> no, Mark has been great too. Mark has been been fun with with everything that we've done with momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of lets me do my thing and. And if we need something, he's there to, to support it. So mm-hmm. Between you two with uh, the local baseball around here, that's a lot of uh, years and experience. Yeah, you know, there. Mark and Mark is born and raised here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got not only that, but he's got a ton of experience even below that. Mm-hmm. So um, as a player, as a coach, I mean, he's just a fun person to be around. Yeah. So looking ahead to, to this year, I know we're, we're still in February, so it's it's a couple months yet from from opening day. But, you know, as you, as you start to mentally get ready for, for the upcoming season – what is is your excitement level like the same for for every single season it's just you know getting with the kids i, I call them kids but yeah. you know um, what what gets you motivated to keep going back and keep coaching i i truly believe it's the players mm-hmm. um you know new ownership craig and and i have talked a long time and it's all about you know 
thinking about moving into a different role. Um, bus trips are really hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, being away from my family is really hard on me. But you know, now they're they're older, it's a little easier. And mm-hmm. um, most of them help me out. So both my boys help me out with analytics and coaching. So um, it makes things a little easier that I'm around them. Mm-hmm. But um, last year we had such a good time that um, it's tough to take away from um, enjoying the game that way and and saying sayonara and, and not be a part of it. But it's ultimately just for the players. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about wins and losses, I, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, including the playoffs, I have over 600 wins. Right. So um, that's not a milestone for me. Mm-hmm. A milestone is just try to get them to play at a higher level. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I love that mindset, man. So it, does it make it easier, too? I mean, you kind of mentioned it with your kids, but, I mean, your family is, is I would say, kind of – ingrained into baseball too right does that make it a lot easier for you uh, it, it does you know growing up with baseball um i was in college when my brother gary made pros actually in high school so i mean it's always been there my dad was playing the army i mean it was it's one of those things that we just were always around baseball mm-hmm. um always at the fields um back in the day we didn't have social media we didn't have gaming we just went to go play Yep. so being at the ballpark smelling your glove is is big on my part I, mm-hmm. you know the leather ball the leather, leather yeah yep, just yep. it's crazy of mm-hmm. just never wanting to take that away mm-hmm. you mentioned uh craig and i know we've chatted with him a couple times too but he seems to be a diehard baseball guy too yes <laughs> unfortunately he's a twins fan i know right i mean uh. minnesota there so <laughs> sorry craig we had to throw that out there but i mean to have have him aboard but knowing he has that passion for baseball too what does he that does. mean for you i mean it, you know he got spoiled last year yeah, <laughs> got spoiled. It doesn't usually happen that way of of coming in and and being really good. Mm-hmm. Um, all these players come from different, you know, different cloths. You, you don't know how they're going to gel. You don't know how they're going to have team camaraderie. I remember back in the day, lacrosse loggers had so much talent, and they couldn't win a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes that happens because things just don't work out in your your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, you got a little spoiled of of our success and. Um, but it was just a fun, fun season. Very laid back. Um, the Toyson family has been been fun. The ownership group has been fun. Mm-hmm. Of just let me do my thing and and go through it. So it's been a great, great acquisition. I think uh, your number one fan might be Sammy though too, because you know she did. Uh, I don't know if, if you're active or saw this. Uh, it was a we talked about it in the last episode. But like the top five things about uh, Carson Park, her number one pick was you. Yeah, or for the Express, I think it was. It was you. So, got it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but it was over the uh, Hake Aaron statue too. That's, oh wow! You know, that's that's high company. That's she big. Was, yeah, that's big. So, um, she might be your number one fan. Yeah, well, that's good to know that she's in the office with me too. So that, that's <laughs> you know she's probably buttering me up for something else, for something bigger. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's we we have a fun staff. We mm-hmm. have um, exciting staff. They're young. Um, so it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was talking to you a little bit off the air, but you know, even my five-year-old, he's drawing pictures and he drew me a picture the other day of all my favorite sports teams. And he's like, dad, I got, I got an E there for the express, but it's in black. I didn't have an orange. I'm sorry. So, I mean, he's even, you know, he's already talking about going to, going to games and he's in his second year T-ball, you know, over there too. So. Still, last year we tried to get him to hit lefty, and he did good. But now I think he's 
getting comfortable with hitting the right. That's so, all right. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whatever's, Playing the game a long time, that's what mm-hmm. the key is. We were slow pitching in the in the living room the other day. Mom wasn't too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you break a lamp? <laughs> no, but he was – one almost hit her. We'll just say oh, that. Okay. So, But he was he was pretty jacked up awesome. how far he hit it. So awesome. that's – but, no, that's, that's, that's what fun. I love about going to games with the Express, too, is that family atmosphere. It is. I mean, that's – We've always kind of instilled that. My players know that good game, bad game, doesn't matter. You make sure you sign autographs. Make sure you're good with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's about. You just can't go in the locker room and, and sulk and, and mm-hmm. be mad. You yep. have to sign autographs. You have to be good to kids because they could care less if you went over four with four strikeouts. Yeah. Um, they just want to be kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting for all of us of knowing that, you, you know what, I, I'm not looking at stats. And we have guys, um, you know, Clay Con last year. Clay is not having a great summer. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a great work kid from UIC, um, and he still plays. I mean, yeah, you're hitting 200, but you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to just sit you for the rest of the summer. You got to figure it out because, again, everyone goes through slumps. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through hard times. Got to figure out how you're going to get out of the funk and get back into it. Right. So. I mean, I think that's the tribute. I mean, if if Vic and my coaches would say, what are we playing him for? It's like, again, it's about the experience. It's about how this kid's going to get better, how this kid's going to be in crunch time of being in a really big situation where I'm going to pull him to put a pitch hitter in that's better. Mm-hmm. That's not helping that kid. So most coaches in the league probably do that, but I will not. Mm-hmm. Um, I very seldom, if I give him a day off, very seldom do I play him. Mm-hmm. Um, a day off's a day off in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, most guys will care about the win more than anything else. I care about the player. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, you, when you mentioned that about the kids, and I just I thought this because I remember when I was in little league. Shout out to the Whittlesey Lions. Uh, <laughs> Whittlesey, Whittlesey, yeah. But I remember one of my teammates. It was I think it was at a Hardee's. Um, one like because it was the Wisconsin Woodchucks. Yeah, sure. back in the back in the day. But it was like he won a thing where our team was going to get introduced with those players. Awesome. And that was my first time going over there, but like running on the field with them. And then I think I still actually have the program guide signed by those players. Sure. And it's, but you're right. It's those kids. I mean, I remember I was shaking, you know, right. out there getting introduced with the shortstop and all that and thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. You know, it's fun because, I mean, the league's been going on for a long time. Um, I don't know what year it is, but I think we're talking 30. Yeah. Um, and it, They've had such great players come through, but not only that, but you have Division One guys all over the board mm-hmm. um, coming to play in in Wisconsin, Canada, um, now North Dakota, Waterloo, Iowa. I mean, Illinois. We're, we're expanding so much mm-hmm. that you know all these young players should look up to these kids, and hopefully they're not so standoffish that. They don't understand the process, right? For these young kids that are looking up to them, yeah. So that's important to everybody's future and everybody's willingness to play baseball for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the sport. I think a lot of us it's the first one we start. We grow up playing. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know whether you know catching, throwing a ball, right? Exactly. Um, even that's a rock in the lake. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to do things like that rather than already hitting a tennis ball, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, but you're always constantly throwing as a kid and, and trying to figure out how to throw. Right. I mean, I remember me and a buddy, we would go in his yard. He had this big old oak tree. That was the catcher. 
Oh, sure. You know, and we'd take turns, like, you know, throwing the pitches. Heck, I remember trying to – we would take a notebook. This is old school, before computers and all that. Write down our rosters, who we were. We were doing a draft. But then you had to emulate their batting stances oh, sure. while you're on it. So I'm not a lefty, but I had a lefty, Ken Griffey Jr., and you got to bat lefty, that sort of thing. But that's, you know, yeah. kind of wish it was back to those old you days. You know, I remember um, – in Marshfield, Wisconsin, my brother and I, not Gary, but Jimmy, would be out there taping a freaking strike zone to the garage door. I did that break, with the basement foundation. Breaking you know? the windows of the garage, <laughs> and mom and dad would be pissed, but it would be a strikeout. Yep. You know, I'm stri- trying to strike him out. He's trying to strike me out, and man, he threw hard when I was little. <laughs> um, and it was always tennis balls, because if he did hit me, it went welt yeah. up so bad, but it welted up. He threw hard. Um, but those are all kind of out the window anymore because of, yeah. of just gaming and and not wanting to be outside as much. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't wait to get outside. Uh, same every day. here. Yeah. I mean, I would go out by myself. Like you just said, I'd take chalk, the foundation of the basement, and draw that square. Right. And just, you know, yeah. throw it there and see if I can get yeah. tennis ball, though. I remember yeah. us. That way it would come back and right. I could practice the ground. I remember two. us. It's it's If we didn't get to the ballpark early enough, some other team might have been there or some mm-hmm. other kids grew up, get there and we didn't have a field to play on. Yep. It so was always a race to the park to get that space. We had to get space. there early. Yep. Yeah, and then if we didn't have enough, it didn't matter. We would call your field of, of hitting the ball and, mm-hmm. and do things. But, yeah, we don't see much of that anymore. We don't see people on the fields like we used to back in the day of just unorganized, getting guys together and just go play. Like the Sandlot. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. That, but we'll get there. One maybe. of my favorite movies. Hey, there. I always tell this story. When I go to my grandma's house as a kid, there was three movies recorded on VHS. Turtles 1, <laughs> Back to the Future 3. Sandlot. Sandlot. <laughs> Those were the three. Yeah, classic. Then, yep, I love that one. So, classic. Well, Dale, appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Uh, we got to do this again, catch up a little bit more. Absolutely. Besides just during baseball season. Yeah, too, I'll, get, so. I'll work on that uh, Todd's hat for well, you. Well, we got to get some Express stuff yeah, in, in you, here. Darn you right know. You do. We, I cleaned it up specifically for you. We could get a Rocky jersey on, you yep. know, Express jersey there or Absolutely. something like that. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to dock this up. We've talked about this for three or four years now. But I know. But we haven't really come through. So. Nope. Um, we got to do something. We'll do, buddy. It was okay. great chatting with you, buddy. You bet. Sounds good. That's going to do it for the second ever All Aboard the Eau Claire Express podcast. Big thanks to Manager Dale Varsho for stopping on by. Again, a quick reminder if you are not following or subscribing to the podcast, to the All Aboard the Eau Claire Express podcast, go and do it. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe or anything like that. It's on Apple. Spotify, you name it, it's there. And don't forget to give it a positive review and a positive rating as well, like five-star rating, all right? And while you're at it, don't forget to tell your friends and family about the All Aboard, the Eau Claire Express podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper. We'll talk to you again soon.